Welcome to Vitality Mindset Made Simple, where we take the stress out of being healthy. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osment, and I sincerely thank you for joining me. I know your time is valuable, and thanks for spending it with me. Well, in episode 15, we're going to explore prediabetes, which affects about one in three adults in the United States, but it is a global epidemic. Because prediabetes affects so many people, it's easily tossed into the normal category. So we're not at all surprised or jolted by it because it's everywhere. It's usual and it's so common. So this is information you're going to want. Prediabetes will seriously dampen your vitality and your zest for life. Now, it continues to be a national as well as a global health problem, and it affects every single person in some way. I mean, part of the problem is the mindset that it's no big deal because it's so prevalent. So today's podcast is hopefully a wake-up call. Uh, The research I did for this was certainly a wake-up call for me. Now, people are often uh, on the the pre-diabetes road and are speeding a full toward full-blown type 2 diabetes, but they're unaware of what they're going to face when they, when they get there. So, so a, a defining moment for me was about 10 years ago. Now think of a moment in your life that you vividly remember uh, hearing somebody say something that made no, re- no sense to you, uh, something just so ridiculous, but you could tell that it was a false belief in their life. So, so as I was saying, it was 10 years ago, uh, Mike and I were co-leading a class of 20 somethings at our church, and we would always have prayer requests at the end of the class. So there was a girl who came who was very quiet, uh, very shy, very talented, uh, skilled in music. She attended seldomly. And so we didn't know her very well. She was sitting there uh, during the class drinking a, a giant soda, what what is called in our parts of the country as a big gulp. And she had been munching on uh, donuts uh, for the entire class. So here we are at prayer request time and she raised her hand. Her face just turned so sullen. She looked totally sad and perplexed. And and in an almost cheerful voice, she said, pray for me. The doctor says I'm getting diabetes. And I, I will never forget that moment. I mean, it hit me so hard that she really didn't understand that it was at all associated with anything she could do about it. It was as if some kind of like diabetes bird had flown over her and randomly dropped this diabetes on her. She had absolutely no clue that it was her lifestyle or that the her outcome, her health trajectory was at all in her control. I mean, the look on her face was that of hopelessness, despair, and total victimhood. But in reality, nothing could be further from the truth. But I think that is that's how it is for a lot of people. We don't really talk enough about the mechanics of prediabetes or the health trajectory of prediabetes. People get that diagnosis and often consider it to be just a waiting room for 
full-blown type 2 diabetes uh, that you're stuck with. So you're in that waiting room just waiting for your name to be called, but it doesn't have to be that way at all. So here we are with our wake-up call for everybody listening. I mean, uh, it, it affects all of us. It affects someone we love, and it might even be affecting us. Now, if you've listened to this podcast much, you've maybe listened to episode five, when um, I shared that I have a, um, a diagnosis of chronic lymphocytic leukemia, a very surprised diagnosis. Uh, I I don't consider myself to be at all a health nut. I enjoy life in every facet, but I'm active and I'm aware, and I do have strategies that I employ. I I eat real food. I'm active. So this diagnosis was um, quite a shockeroo. In all of the blood testing that I had with that chronic lymphocytic leukemia diagnosis, I also learned that my uh, hemoglobin A1C, a measure of my blood sugar for the last like three months or so, was bordering prediabetes. Now, and I really, in my functional medicine training and trying to be... um, in the optimal range, I really am early prediabetes, and it was terrifying. So it really uh, was a wake-up call for me and has caused me to do a ton of research. I'm just going to give you a little bit um, today in things that are very actionable. So remember, this earthly body we have is merely our relationship vehicle. When we think about being healthy, it's all about relationships. Our bodies are not going to last forever. We can't stop aging, despite what anybody says, but we can certainly slow it down. We can feel better while we're here. There's things in life that we can control, and there's things we can't control. So I'm going to be talking about those things that are absolutely within our control, living with uh, eternity in view. So we want to get better every day at knowing how to better care for this relationship vehicle. It has certain design features that we have to honor. So I pray this podcast will be a mindset shift for you and for people in your life. Uh, please share it with people that it can help because we're going to talk about three three areas, three pretty simple areas. Number one, we're going to talk about the warning signs of prediabetes. Uh, We're going to talk about what I call the dominoes of type 2 diabetes, and we're going to talk about simple steps that you can take regardless of where you are, regardless of what your blood sugar is, whether it's totally normal, whether it's uh, in the pre-diabetes area or in the area of full diabetes. Everybody's in one of those categories. So first, what are the signs and symptoms of pre-diabetes? Unfortunately, there are usually no big symptoms. Uh, You have to be really looking. And, and it's the same way with type 2 diabetes. Until you're just about off the cliff, you really don't know that you have much of a problem. So here are some uh, warning signs for prediabetes that signal you uh, that you're in a higher risk category. So if you have a family history of type 2 diabetes, now, so that's a close family member who has been diagnosed with prediabetes or type 2 diabetes, uh, that puts you at a higher risk. A close family member is a parent, a brother, or a sister. So it's a bit genetic, but I don't want, I want to get that out of the way first because it's mostly lifestyle. And if you want to know more about genetics or more specifically epigenetics, please listen to episode one of Vitality Mindset Made Simple. I really, uh, it's called Don't Blame It On Gen, you can't blame it on genetics because absolutely you might have the genetic tendency, but what you do really makes the difference. A second um, warning sign is age. And I'm like, dang it, dang it. 
you know, age. I want to live a long life, but, you know, you have to just kind of take care of the vehicle more the older it gets. So the older you are, the higher your risk. The risk really starts to rise at age 40 and then takes this, you know, flying leap after age 65. So these things are sort of cumulative, but there's a lot of kids getting um, type 2 diabetes now. That's, you know, th- th- this is r- rapidly changing with age uh, just in our our, our world. Uh, another area, another warning area is um, your race. People of African, Arab, Asian, Hispanic, um, indigenous, or even South Asian descent are at higher risk. I I want to re- explore that further. I'm going to talk in episode 20 more about uh, type 2 diabetes. And I think that has a lot to do with vitamin D because darker skinned people have lowered vitamin D and vitamin D is very tied to um, type 2 diabetes and prediabetes. Uh, another area of risk is uh, if you had uh, pregnancy diabetes or gestational diabetes when you know when pregnant. So this is the diabetes that occurs just during pregnancy, but it does put you at risk uh, for blood sugar problems later. And if you've given birth to a baby who weighed more than nine pounds, that also puts you at risk. Uh, a very controllable area, or hopefully controllable, is um, is extra weight. People who carry extra weight around the abdomen, the the apple-shaped people, um, which I fall into that category, that's my tendency, have an increased risk because of the extra fat cells cause the body to become more resistant to insulin. Now, we're going to talk a lot more about that in episode 20. Um, so, so what I want you to know, though, is losing even a modest amount of weight, say 5% of your total body weight, can significantly um, lower your blood glucose levels and improve your uh, insulin sensitivity. You need to know about the warning signs in the um, of medications you take. There are quite a few medications that will... Um, increase your uh, risk of uh, obesity. They increase your risk of prediabetes. And those things are all, you know, wound up together. Things like steroids and diuretics and beta blockers, uh, antipsychotics, statins. Now, this is in the area potentially that of something you can't change, but you need to know about it. You need to know your risk. If you're taking medications, you need to know what uh, how they are affecting you in good ways and in not so good ways. So other health problems are also warning signs for prediabetes. People who have high blood pressure or high uh, LDL cholesterol, the so-called bad cholesterol, have a higher risk of prediabetes. If your gums bleed at all, you are at higher risk. One of the early things that got me interested in just the whole oral systemic health was, was, was seeing a guy probably 25 years ago who had uh, bleeding gums, but there was, but he had a really clean mouth. So there wasn't a good reason for him to be having all this bleeding. So I had, I just said, I think you need to go get checked for diabetes. And sure enough, he was already full-blown diabetic, a young guy, he was about 33 or four. And, um, but had that progressed and he didn't, didn't realize the complication with his mouth. I mean, he would have a full-blown gum disease. So Sleep problems uh, increase your risk of prediabetes, things like um, obstructive sleep apnea, sleep interruptions. People who work rotating shifts or night shifts have absolutely an increased risk of of prediabetes leading to 
type 2 diabetes. Now, the big problem here is chronic inflammation, and we talk about that in almost every episode. And so chronic inflammation will rob your vitality. It's that slippery slope of all of those diseases, uh, those chronic inflammatory diseases that are so prevalent in our world. Now, it's important also to note today that I'm talking about type 2 diabetes when I say diabetes, not type 1 diabetes. Type 1 is a um, an autoimmune disease, uh, kind of a different animal. So, so what does, but chronic inflammation is the problem. So what does that mean in terms of your relationships? I always, you know, to me, being healthy is about relationships. It's about taking care of my relationship vehicle and because that's all tied to my hopes and dreams. Um, this, the goal is to slow slow any kind of problem down to decelerate aging. There are things in our world that can accelerate aging and pre-diabetes accelerates aging because it leads to full-blown diabetes. I mean, there are still problems when you're pre-diabetic, but full-blown diabetes is a big problem. Think of pre-diabetes as stepping on the gas uh, and doing some damage, but full-blown diabetes really like, you know, puts the pedal to the metal and um, will mess up your vehicle. But because prediabetes and diabetes are so common, they seem like no big deal. But they're a very, very big deal. So as I said earlier, nearly 10% of the U.S. population uh, has diabetes and 33% prediabetes. You can look at that number, uh, whatever the percent of diabetes is in your area, you can multiply it by three, and you're, that's going to tell you how many people probably have prediabetes. That number varies in different regions. It's it's higher here in Oklahoma, where um, where we live, and unfortunately, it's not just adults. There are thousands and thousands of children with type two diabetes. Interestingly, type two diabetes was called uh, like diabetes mellitus when I was in dental school, like in the early 80s. And then it was called also called adult onset diabetes. But they had to change that because it wasn't all adults that were getting it. So it really it really just ballooned in 19, around in the 1980s um, when the global prevalence of diabetes almost doubled. So if you have diabetes, you have a higher risk of most of the chronic inflammatory diseases that impact your vitality. And so this necessarily impacts your relationships. It impacts your time, your money, your hopes, and your dreams. If you have prediabetes, you will not feel as good as you could if you had uh, optimal blood sugar. So we talked about warning signs. Number two, let's talk about what I call the dominoes of diabetes. So diabetes is considered the seventh leading cause of death, uh, but, I, but I really wonder how they determine that because all of these inflammatory diseases are so closely connected. They all make each other worse. So these are considered the, the comorbidities of type 2 diabetes. Comorbidities are, are chronic long-term conditions that people um, commonly have when they have type 2 diabetes. So Comorbid, if anything's a comorbidity of something else, it's associated with worse health uh, outcomes for the problem you have. So for instance, if you have heart disease and type 2 diabetes, you're going to have more complex treatment, increased cost in both time and money. Uh, you're going to feel worse. It's not um, like if 
say, for example, if if uh, it costs $10 a year to treat heart disease and $10 a year to treat type 2 diabetes, it's not 10 plus 10. It's probably more like 10 times 10. The cost in all areas uh, are exponentially increased as the number of chronic conditions increase. So, so type 2 diabetes complicates obesity. It makes it much harder to lose weight. Many people that have trouble losing weight are actually uh, in the prediabetes area. They just don't know it. If you have high blood pressure, it makes high blood pressure worse. Uh, If you have a family history of stroke, your stroke risk goes up. Your heart disease risk goes up. If you have high cholesterol, uh, say high LDL, low HDL, uh, that's going to be harder to control. It's going to be worse if you have type 2 diabetes. All of these are inflammatory diseases. Fatty liver disease is just on the rise and type 2 diabetes complicates that. As I said earlier, it complicates gum disease. I see this all the time. And it it complicates psychiatric problems. If you suffer from anxiety, you're going to have a harder time controlling your anxiety if you are also dealing with prediabetes or or type 2 diabetes. Bottom line, diabetes complicates your life. And who really needs life to be more complicated? No, me neither. So in thinking about the significance um, of prediabetes, uh, you know, often dismissed as no big deal, think of dominoes stacked up. You know, pre-diabetes is like the primary trigger for the type 2 diabetes, you know, domino train. So when the domino of type 2 diabetes falls, uh, all these other complications are likely to fall. So it makes those things worse. But there are complications of diabetes that are just a little bit different than the comorbidities. These can be areas that weren't there before uh, your blood sugar got out of whack, but are now there. Now, most of these stem from the vascular inflammation, the chronic inflammation that is the result of type 2 diabetes. These are things like eye trouble, even blindness. Blindness is... um, well, the major cause of blindness is type 2 diabetes, uh, kidney trouble, numbness of you know fingers and feet, any neuropathy, uh, heart disease, poor wound healing. And then, I've, of course, I've mentioned periodontal disease. If you want to hear more about that, please listen to my, uh, my TED Talk. It's called The Forgotten Orifice. You can just find that on YouTube, uh, put in Debbie Osmond TED Talk. So we've talked about the warning signs of prediabetes, the domino effect of prediabetes leading to full-blown diabetes. So now let's just finish up quickly with some super simple uh, start somewhere steps that you can do today to decrease your risk. So number one, if you're overweight, start by setting a goal of losing just 5% of your body weight. For example, if if you weigh 180 pounds and you would rather weigh 140 pounds, Take the small step to lose just 5%, just 9 pounds. I mean, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel victory. And you're, you're going to, for sure, improve your blood sugar. Now, you might like uh, episode 12 of Vitality Mindset Made Simple, uh, where we talked about intermittent fasting for weight loss. That's a really great place to start. You don't want to, you know, being healthy doesn't need to be complicated, expensive, and no fun. And uh, we want to keep it that way. So another super simple start somewhere step that you can take is to aim for 150 minutes of brisk 
exercise each week. Now, this is only 30 minutes a day, five days a week. That Make sure these are activities that you enjoy. You know, life is too short for drudgery. If you like to take a brisk walk, ride a bike, play ping pong, a garden, you know, whatever, uh, find something that you like to do. Uh, Another thing to do is to make sure you're eating at least 80% of your calories in some real food. Now, remember, real food, sprouts or rots, real food generally doesn't have a big ingredient list and often does not have a nutrition label. So you want some real food. Doesn't mean you're never going to have some snackaroo that you enjoy, but you got to have, you got to give your vehicle the fuel that it was designed for. Uh, Another area to... A simple step you can do today is to make sure you're staying hydrated with pure water. Now, aim for approximately one half of your body weight in ounces. Um, this, um, you know, start low, go slow. Uh, coffee doesn't count. Sorry, soda doesn't count. But uh, you, you need your body needs pure water. And then, you know, keep it simple. Keep it fun. Remember, a vitality mindset takes the stress out of being healthy. We are passing through. We need these bodies, but um, we don't want to, like, worship these bodies. So in closing, why should we care about prediabetes? Prediabetes is not benign. It is a slippery slope that usually leads to type 2 to diabetes. We don't want that. People with prediabetes have a 5 to 20% annual risk of progression to type 2 diabetes. That's a scary um, reality. But small changes will make a positive uh, improvement. And just do the small things. Do the easy things first. Uh, do the easy things and let them become the common things. Now, this is really great news. Uh, because prediabetes is a preventable condition, a reversible condition. It's not a bird that flies over and just poops, you know, blood sugar problems on you. It is primarily lifestyle and you have lots and lots of control. Uh, You have lots of options. We all love options. I like to keep the options open. Uh, But you have to decide what you want in your life. You know, what do you want to be able to do? How do you want to feel? How do you want to spend your time, spend your money? Um, But those things are all about options. And options are... Our options are certainly the groove that I want to be in. So for every person that's been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, remember, there's at least three pre-diabetics. Oh, my goodness. So... Thanks for joining me today for episode 15 of Vitality Mindset Made Simple. Uh, Remember, don't let healthy be confusing, expensive or no fun, because the normal in our world uh, is, is not that great. It's the usual. It's the regular pattern. And it's not brimming with vitality and zest. Normal is dehydrated, irritated, constipated, frustrated, overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, underrested, totally stressed out. Unfortunately, pre-diabetes is getting to be too normal. The normal person is not brimming with vitality, but we want to be brimming with zest for life. So thanks for joining me. Um, Please subscribe and share. We are now in 164 cities, uh, 17 countries. We've been on the um, the high spot of 17 countries for a couple of weeks, so please share with your uh, global neighbors. I they all need this information. Thanks, thanks again. Blessings until next time. <laughs>